0: what's up everybody it's Dan from Binder Boneyard coming at you from the office it is another cold day we are into December now so hopefully you are getting your holiday shopping taken care of the web store has been very busy for us um, so I appreciate everybody that's bought Things and um, you know hopefully you would like to buy more things we're constantly updating the store so if there was something out of stock when you looked last time there's a chance it might be in stock this time so make sure you uh, check that out and check back regularly but yeah I appreciate everyone all the calls and emails and and just general sales you know they really keep the day-to-day stuff going um so that is very helpful to so appreciate it um yeah I just appreciate everybody being around um you know the Patreon subscribers and stuff I appreciate you guys very much and um if you're not donating on Patreon you always can uh you just head over to Patreon and search Binder Boneyard and there's a opportunity for you to donate, you know, a dollar a month. Uh if you think that these podcasts are helpful. That's uh, you know, every little bit helps. I'm still trying to get a million people to give me one dollar each, uh, so that I can help get the uh dealership um dealership and museum off the ground. So yeah every little bit helps so I appreciate it very much but anyway if you follow on social media uh, at all or YouTube you probably saw my video a few weeks ago about tools and what you need to work on an international and You know, a lot of you guys are sort of new to this or, you know, hobbyists or or whatever. And, um, generally you can work on your international with pretty basic tools. Um, you know, if you're not doing it for a job or a career. You can get away with, um you know maybe taking the the long way around on getting something done or um you know not having to have the most specialized tool don't get me wrong uh new tools and fancy tools are always uh you know nice to have but you know you can get a lot of these things done with just basic hand tools so uh that's what we're going to talk about today uh, you know, just kind of piggyback on top of the, the YouTube video from the other day. And if you didn't see it on YouTube, then this will be good for you as well. Um, so it kind of, some of it's no-brainer. Like, yeah, you need a basic socket set. Um, you know, 3 eighths drive, good old Craftsman or whatever. You know, Craftsman's kind of middle of the road these days, uh, their quality has definitely gone downhill, especially since you can buy it at Lowe's and, you know, the Sears went under, so, you know, it got, the Craftsman name, I think, got bought by, you know, the lowest bidder, and, um, so they're making it, I mean, it's been overseas for a while, but, yeah, I think, you know, um, I like to buy stuff at swap meets and auctions and garage sales because generally you know it's older Um, and so when I'm doing that I like to buy the more name brand stuff if I'm buying it used like that. So um, you know I buy uh, Proto or uh, Snap-on if you can find it Um, you know even some of the old Mac and Matco stuff. Um, I have a lot of SK. I think SK used to be kind of a middle of the road brand back in the day. Um, I know they sold SK at like Napa and and some of the other auto parts stores would sell SK. Um, you know, it was a good American tool brand. They didn't have huge. Selection back in the day, you know, it was pretty basic: wrenches, sockets, screwdrivers, pliers, that kind of thing. But not a lot of specialty tools like you would see in the in the Snap-Ons and and um, other you know protos and things like that. So when I'm out at the garage sales or swap meets, I'm always looking for um, those kinds of tools. Uh, you know, in the socket sets, they come in two different varieties, um, well, three different, I guess there's uh, 12 point and six point. Um, we like to use the six point sockets because they grip the fastener a little bit better. Um, you know, cause when you've got a 12 point, yeah, you've got more, um, flexibility as far as, uh how how easy it is to get the socket onto the fastener in confined spaces but they just don't seem to grip the fastener as well as a six-point does so you know if you're in the Midwest East Coast and you're working on rusty stuff you're probably gonna want that six-point socket um, instead of the 12 and then you know you've got your chrome socket, which is, your know, hand tool stuff, and then there's the black, um, non-coated sockets that, you know, generally are referred to as impact sockets, and the reason they call it that is because the Chrome will chip off in impact applications, and, uh, you know, it can get in your eye or just make a sharp edge on the tool or whatever, so... Um, that's why you see impact sockets are black generally, and impact sockets are six point, um, just for maximum strength and durability. But for a guy just starting out, just setting up, you know, a basic, you know, chrome three eighths drive socket set from quarter inch up to one inch. Um, I don't think there's anything bigger than one inch on your scout uh, other than like the hub nuts which are comically big at like two and three-eighths but um yeah that's generally what you can get away with and then same with the wrench set Uh, again craftsman something like that middle of the road you know some of these store brand ones are getting better and better like the huskies uh from home depot um you know the thing about a lot of these new tool makers is they're trying to like outsmart the job like they're making these wrenches with weird head angles and um f- f- weird shapes you know they're like hourglass shaped to like, make your hand not hurt when you're using it and stuff like that and i think a lot of it is just Gimmicky shit to sell stuff. I, I don't know. I mean, we've used a ton of tools here, and I, you know, maybe I've just toughened up, or my guys have toughened up. But you know, it a Craftsman wrench versus a Snap on versus a SK. You know, there might be minor differences in the finish, um, but you know what? At the end of the day, none of us are ever complaining. Complaining that our fingers hurt from you know, the wrench, or whatever. Um, So, some of those store-brand ones get a little bit gimmicky. Uh, Same with the Craftsman, newer Craftsman stuff. They've got weird tooth shapes and stuff. I I don't know. Uh, I feel like, you know, they made wrenches for 50 years before this, and they were pretty much all the same, did the same job. So beware of the, the gimmicky type stuff, uh, you know, and again, garage sale, swap meets, you find the old, old craftsmen, old SKs, uh, I've got drawers full of all that stuff, because um, one of the things I do is I set up little toolboxes to go in each rig, um, you know, I've got a little, I don't know what size you'd call it, but, uh, you know, a small toolbox that has a, you know, socket set, a wrench set, a couple of screwdrivers, pliers, um, a test light, some Allen wrenches, chisel, small hammer, um, you know, and that's about it. Uh, just because with that small array, you can actually get quite a bit done uh, if you did have a breakdown, um, you know, and then I usually have in there too, like a little bit of 16 gauge wire and, um, some strippers or something like that, but yeah, so that's why I have all these weird old tools and extra tools. Is I'm always putting together little boxes like that for for the various trucks because it is um, it's nice peace of mind to just have a little road kit and um, at least with old tools like that, you know they're going to be good. You know they're going to hold up because I've seen guys buy like the 1999. Uh, you know full tool set from Ace Hardware and the first time you go to use the ratchet it just disintegrates Uh, so you know if you're gonna have tools out on the road that you are gonna have to really depend on that's not where you want to go cheap Um, so the middle of the road in my opinion is the uh, uh, swap meet and garage sale Craftsmen's and and whatever you can get, so keep that in mind um, when you're doing this stuff. You might you might go to a garage sale and you go, oh, I don't need a full set of these. I only needed you know this wrench and that wrench, but you can use that set to put together a road kit um, for yourself or for a, a loved one, and uh, you know uh, that's something to think about as well. You know when you start getting extra tools Uh, or if someone buys you some nice tools and you've got your extra old whatever's you know they can migrate to the to the road box but um yeah sockets wrenches uh the one other thing if you want to get into specialty stuff we really like ratcheting head wrenches uh gear wrench being the name brand of that style you'll see around if you go to the hardware store you'll see gear wrench um, they are really good for getting into tight spaces and time savings and they double as a regular wrench too I wouldn't use a gear wrench in place of a regular wrench like as far as putting together your toolkits um, because you know you there's nothing as reliable as a regular box end wrench um, but because I've had gear wrenches fail. Uh, one thing gear wrenches and, and those in general don't like is um, cleaning. If you get a bunch of solvents down inside that ratchety uh, roller head, they if they don't get the lubrication that they need, they lock up. And uh, I've had a couple of gear wrenches go bad from employees running them through the solvent tank thinking they were doing me a favor and actually running all the grease out of the the little head there and and then it ruins them. So keep that in mind. But, um, you know, move on to screwdrivers. Uh, A couple of flat blade ones, some some large ones and some small ones, and some Phillips. Uh, Number two Phillips is kind of generally universal, but I would recommend getting like a number one and, uh, you know, a number four bit you can't buy a number four screwdriver anymore I, at least not that I've seen unless you get on the snap-on truck um, but you can buy the number four bits that go into a socket and I bring that up because a lot of the 60s stuff scout 800s c-series trucks they use these gigantic phillips head screws and the only bit that gets them correctly is a number four so i would recommend looking into number four bits or you know or number four socket um it's just for for that one little thing so that's kind of a specialty tool that i think that you should have if you're gonna if you have an 800 or an 80 with those big phillips screws i think you should have that um It's just it's kind of one of those things you you're gonna really mess up your fasteners if you're trying to do it with a number two traditional screwdriver. Um, You know, I think you need an Allen wrench set. Uh, There's only a few Allen's on a Scout or pickup. uh, You know, window cranks, uh, locking hubs, that kind of thing. Depending on your model, Um, but an Allen wrench set is it's handy to have because it's another one of those things where There's really no other way to get around it. Um, You know, I've seen these hacks where guys will put like two flat blade screwdrivers into an Allen head and and they can rotate it that way. But, you know, you don't want to have to do that kind of thing. Um, A chisel and a punch, I would say you've got to have a long, high-quality punch and a very high-quality um short chisel um those are you know for cuz you don't want to use your screwdrivers as chisels or pry bars uh, you know we all do it uh, we have junk we have junk screwdrivers in the drawer in the one toolbox that's just for um you know as chisel type you know, application um but really, you should have a, a legit chisel in your in your toolbox, a uh, couple of hammers. Recommend the you know ball peen, um, average weight ball peen wood hammer. Uh, at least a two pound sledge, hand sledge uh, for doing you know driving out u joints or um, installing something that needs you know some persuasion for sure. Uh, and then a dead blow hammer, uh, you know, rubber coated, filled with shot. They're usually orange, you know, if you get them at Harbor Freight or whatever. If you get a Harbor Freight hammer, just keep in mind that you're probably gonna have to replace it every couple of years because those rubber heads split and, uh, and the stuff falls out. Um, but those are good for installing um, you know, things where it's a little sensitive, you don't want to ding it up, you know. Whack it on something and 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 miss and hit a spindle or hit something that has a sensitive surface. The dead blows are good for that um, because they got rubber rubber on pliers. uh, I I recommend a good set of uh, average you know medium sized Mm -hmm. medium sized channel locks. Um, Those are always nice to have for grabbing large things to hold while you're trying to undo something else um, needle nose pliers another one that is good I uh, gotta have some needle nose and um, some side cutters and you know I'm gonna go back not to offend anybody but in the old days we used to call them dykes uh, so if you have ever heard your grandpa ask you to throw them the dykes that's their side cutters Um, There's various versions of side cutters. Uh, There's flush cuts for doing zip ties and things like that. But uh, any kind of cutting tool like that, you want to, again, try to get the most high quality one you can. Um, You know, we use a lot of Channel Lock brand stuff here. A lot of it's still made in America, uh, which is good. Um so, keep your eye open for that kind of thing when you're garage sailing or swap meeting uh looking for tools uh Anything that you can find that's still american made from the old days is generally going to be a level of quality above what is foreign made today uh Some of the exceptions to that would be something made in Japan uh, Japan has very high quality tools and um You know, generally good stuff that comes out of Japan, Uh, you know, Taiwan, China, India, those are less uh, desirable. But, um, yeah, keep your eye out for good quality USA made stuff. So, yeah, uh, channel locks, some side cutters, uh, needle nose pliers, kind of the basics. Um, That will get you through a lot of stuff you will be able to tear down or work on quite a bit of your international and you will learn you know like on a scout two, you only need like two or three allen wrenches for the whole truck because there's like the window cranks the knobs on the dash and you know locking hubs if you've got that early style you know lockomatics or whatever um you know that's you'll learn you won't need a whole set, but you know it's really hard to buy allen wrenches individually, so just get a set um you know and and then, if you go a little bit deeper into the specialty tools, you know you can get the hub socket uh for the for the locking hub or the front end you know there's it's the big. It's like two and an eighth or something. I can't remember what size that nut is. Or if you've upgraded to the more modern four-pin style hub nuts, you know, you can get that socket. Um, And then what other specialty stuff? Um, Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of other special tools. Um, You know, if you watch the video, we do have some, like a a 90-degree... Nine sixteenths for doing exhaust bolts. Um, you know, I've got a distributor wrench, little things like that. Uh, you can, you know, once you've got your basic toolkit down for your garage, you you really can get through a lot. Uh, you know, then you can start to expand on that and actually get like into the electrical side of it, where you have you know some good wire strippers, uh, a test light. Um, Maybe a multimeter, and uh, you know that's about it for electrical tools for most people. Uh, a heat gun for doing shrink wrap, shrink tube, and that kind of stuff. And and you can get everything done on your international with those tools as far as electrical goes. Uh, brake tools, you know, for a scout or even a pickup, a big Allen wrench. Um, they do make a specialty springs tool. Uh, that I would recommend if you're going to be doing a lot of brakes and you know you've got multiple internationals and you know that you're going to be working on them semi regularly, I would buy the brake spring tool. Otherwise, you can get away with using your needle nose and and channel lock pliers to to do the brake springs a lot of times. Um, yeah, yeah. I just you know there's just special tools that that pop up that you think you need or you, you know, but really I did a lot of stuff in the old days with what I could carry around in a basic two drawer, open top uh, craftsman carry around toolbox. Like, you know, you don't have to have a 17 drawer snap on roll away with, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of tools the one thing I will say that's probably one of the most important tools that people overlook as a tool is the manual. Get the correct service manual for your model. Do not buy a Chilton or a Haynes or a Climber or whatever that is out there. You buy the legit international service manual. It's generally a big, thick, multi-chapter Book that's dedicated to your model. And then I would also recommend that you get the parts catalog manual, the MT book for your model. Between those two things, like I talked about in last week's podcast with the the MT books and stuff, those two manuals and a decent tool set will get you through 99% of what you're doing. Um, where you run into specialty tools is when you have other drama that's not expected like rusty bolts broken off hardware uh, things that are worn out beyond their general uh, usability and now you're having to like torch stuff off or you know you're trying to do um, suspension work and the shock bolts have augered into the frame and you've got to do you know other kinds of work. So um, that's where you start running into the need for specialty general shop tools. But for the most part, you know, if you're just working around your garage, you're going to be all right with this the basic tool sets. Um, don't worry about getting anything metric. There's no metric stuff on your Scout. Unless you have a diesel Scout, then engine hardware uh, and accessories are metric. The rest of the scout is still standard, um, but for the most part, yeah, you're you're going to be fine with the with a regular basic toolkit, um, you know. And down the road, if you want to get duplicates of sockets or duplicate of wrenches, that's handy too. Uh, and again, like I said before, with the um, you know swap meets and garage sales and things, if you end up buying multiples of something, you might not need all of you know you start to put together a toolkit for your you know travel kit put in your medicine cabinet or you know something else um so yeah that's that's generally what i think Uh, i'm sure i left out something you know but they're not the most complicated cars in the world to work on at all um you know, I guess if you want to get into other specialty stuff real fast, there's like a timing light would be good to have. A vacuum gauge would be good to have for doing tune-ups and diagnostics. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't... I, you know, if you got a multimeter or something to read, you know, to make sure your alternator's working right, that kind of stuff. But really, yeah, I, I don't like I said it's not they're not rocket ships it's the best that 1970 had to offer and so your toolkit should be as such um, no need for all kinds of specialty crazy wrenches and crazy sockets when you're doing something that you know they were doing with uh, you know hand tools back in the day so anyway well hopefully you learned something hopefully it was educational um, I'm sure I missed something, like always. But, uh, yeah, hopefully it puts you in the right direction and maybe even gave you some things to put on your uh, Christmas wish list before the holiday's over. So, anyway, I appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for following along. And until next time, I'm Dan from Binder Boneyard.